Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer. Hello, everybody. Randy Selzer here. Welcome back to my YouTube channel and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to take a look back at 2022, what happened in the real estate market in the greater Toronto area with a specific focus on Mississauga. And um, we're going to take a look back at 2022, and I'm going to give you a few ideas of what to expect in 2023. Most of you are well aware that early last year, well, the market started out in January and February going gangbusters the way it has for the last many years. Uh, we had tons of listings coming out, and there were bidding wars on all of them. Prices were going through the roof in January and February, and it was just more of the craziness continued. Then... Uh, in early March, the Bank of Canada decided to start raising interest rates uh, in an effort to combat inflation. And throughout 2022, we actually had seven interest rate rises throughout the year, which I believe is a record. I don't think they've ever had that many interest rate increases in a single year before. So our booming real estate market came to a screeching halt starting in March. About the middle of March, it started to really slow down. Sales went way down, listings went way down, and prices started to sag as well. So when the real estate board came out with their numbers for year-end 2022, it was no surprise to see that sales for all of 2022 for the entire year was actually down 38% in the greater Toronto area versus 2021. So a 38% drop in sales. Listings were down 8%. Um, we'll talk about that in a little while. And prices actually were up 8.6%. But that's an anomaly uh, that is entirely due to the craziness and the price rises that we experienced in the first two and a half months of the year. Ever since then, prices have been sagging and falling. And again, we're going to go into greater detail on that. But year over year, uh, for the entire year, prices were technically up 8.6%. 8 now, the numbers for December came out just a week or so ago, and that tells, uh, I think, a closer picture as to where we're at in the real estate market today. December 2022, when we compare it with December 2021, the sales were down in the GTA 48%, so nearly a 50% drop in sales. Listings were down 25%, and prices were down overall, the aggregate, 9%, so a 9% drop. But again, we're going to go into greater detail because there are differences within the market, both uh, between the 905 and the 416, and also houses versus condos. There's a lot of little sort of micro markets that we can take a look at. If we look at, if we compare today's uh, prices versus the February 2022 peak, prices overall of all housing types are actually down 22%. So 22% for the GTA. And condo prices are down 14%. What we've seen in this correction is that higher priced homes, typically single family detached homes, have fallen further in price than condos. Condos have actually held up fairly well, uh, all things considered. If we take a look at Mississauga, Year over year, this is December 2022 versus December 2021, sales are actually down 48% for Mississauga, listings are down 26%, and prices are down 11%. Again, this is an aggregate of both houses, townhouses, semis, and condo apartments, so their prices are down 11%. Mississauga hasn't fared too well. The east end of the GTA actually had bigger price drops, and even in Peel region, Mississauga was down 11%, Brampton was down 19%, and Caledon, out in the country where it's all pretty much single-family homes, larger homes, more expensive homes, Caledon is down an incredible 31%. This is in price. 
31% price drop in Caledon. When we break down Mississauga numbers, again, this is December 2022 versus December 2021, uh, detached are actually down 19%. So you could say detached homes are down about 20% in Mississauga over the past year, and condos are down about 7%. So again, a little bit less expensive uh, condominiums. They're, the drop in price for condos has not been anywhere near as severe as that for houses. We can look at some other statistics to try to gauge the state of the market. Days on the market is a, is a favorite stat that realtors like to look at. That's the number of days that it took to, for a house to sell. A year ago, in December of 2021, the days on the market was 12 for a house or a condo to sell. In t- December of 2022, that number had jumped from 12 days up to 28 days. So you can see there's a vast difference in the market today. And also we can look at the, what the price the house or condo sold for versus the asking price. A year ago in December of 2021, they were selling over the asking price. They were selling for 108% of asking price. And today they're selling for 96% of the asking price, which has usually been adjusted downward, but it's still pretty respectable, but it's jumped from 108 down to 96%. So what are we to make of all this? Are there risks in the market right now? Well, I think there are. Um, The big guessing game right now is everybody's trying to figure out, are they going to continue raising interest rates or are they going to level out? Because I think the government's aware that they've had a massive effect on real estate, not just in Toronto and the GTA, but across Canada. All markets everywhere pretty well are down. So what are we to expect? The next meeting of the Bank of Canada is on January the 25th, and the market is pretty much expecting they're going to do one more rate increase, probably a quarter point. So a relatively small rate increase, but they're still fighting inflation. They still want to do that. The feeling on the street, the feeling within the industry is that after that point, they may level out, but the chances are, I think you're going to see that interest rates are going to plateau for a while. They're not going to come down right away because they want to make sure they're killing inflation, the inflation beast. And there's, it's a complicated situation. We have to look at it at a global context as well. Uh, if, for example, the United States raises interest rates and they're very very uh, tough down there right now. They're very, very aggressive in raising rates. If they raise rates and we don't, guess what? The Canadian dollar is going to go down even further than it has. And because we import so much stuff from the U.S., whether it's fresh fruits and vegetables or electronics or cars or whatever, uh, if our dollar goes down and theirs goes up, then what we're effectively doing is importing inflation. So there's some pressure on the Bank of Canada to keep pace with the U.S. We'll have to see how that plays out. Um, so uh, my personal feeling is that after the next increase, which is probably going to happen in a couple of weeks, uh, you're going to see it plateau for a while. But I can tell you all, the days uh, of, of 2% mortgages or 1.5% mortgages, they aren't coming back anytime soon. Uh, so we're going to see a new reality. Hopefully, when rates do go down a little bit, we're going to be looking at uh, mortgage rates in the 4% range. Uh, I think they're going to probably end up there. Because if they go any higher, prices are so high here. You know, we're one of the highest price uh, markets in all of North America. Uh, People just won't be able to afford uh, their house or their condo that they want to buy. So that brings us to 2023. So the interest rate outlook is another thing. But there are some risks in the market. Uh, I think what's saved us so far is a lot of sellers have decided when they saw that the prices were falling, they just decided to pull their house off the market and wait until the dust settles and hopefully the market will improve. So that's why listings, have, while they have fallen, have not fallen as far as prices and sales have. We haven't seen very really any panic selling anywhere. 
Um, you have to remember that a lot of people bought their property 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when they paid 300000 for a house that's today worth you know, $1.3 million. And um, so whether they retire and get a million-dollar tax-free capital gain or whether they retire and get a $900,000 capital gain, it's not such a big deal for many people. So they're just waiting to see what happens. Uh, I believe there are two what I call ticking time bombs, ticking time bombs in the market right now. Number one is pre-construction purchases. A lot of people like to buy pre-construction, especially condos. And with the the rise in interest rates, the word is out there that there are a lot of people, whether they're investors or buying for their own personal residence, are having trouble getting financing to close on these deals because with the, the rise in interest rates being so severe. So there are some risks there. Most people who have bought new construction, whether it's a condo or a house, usually have paid about a 20% deposit. And if they can't close, they could easily lose that deposit and furthermore, get sued by the builder, by the developer. So that's a serious problem that's out there. I know most developers... Uh, you, the local newspapers like to portray them as being evil, but they're really not. Uh, and most developers, the last thing they want to do is have their buyers default on a purchase where they have to take, you know, they take the deposit and then end up suing them. It's very expensive and it's, it's not what they want to do. It's definitely, they're looking for ways to give extensions, to give buyers a break so they can find that financing. But that's definitely what I would call one of the ticking time bombs. The other ticking time bomb that I believe is uh, taking place right now are with existing mortgage holders. And so there's a lot of people who bought a house or a condo in the last four or five years, and they got a terrific rate, whether it was 2% or 1%. Variable rate mortgages have already gone up, and anybody with a variable rate mortgage has either had their payments already increase or if they had a fixed variable rate mortgage payment, they've got a thing called a trigger letter. We've talked about this on previous episodes, so I urge you to check that out. And basically, it's not optional. Uh, If you get a letter, a trigger rate letter from the bank, basically what it says is you must increase your payment effective next month, do or die. There's no no option uh, to cover the full payment because... uh, with a variable rate mortgage, a lot of them got to the point where the only thing that they were paying uh, was the interest. There was no principal being paid. So that's a serious issue. But also, we have fixed rate mortgage holders who may have bought in the last three or four years who got a great, terrific rate. Maybe they're paying 2.5%. And the problem is, is that when they come up for renewal after their term is up in five years or whatever, uh, their payments are going to jump because they're going to go from a 2.5% mortgage to potentially a 5.5% mortgage. And that's something, uh, you know, people may just elect to sell their property at that point because they can't afford it anymore. So those are the kind of risks that we're dealing with today. I think uh, the important thing is for everybody to look at it in context and to remember, uh, this is Canada. This is Toronto. This is the greater Toronto area. We're very popular on the world stage. And I think the problems and issues that we had underneath before the interest rates started going up are still in place. We still have a shortage of housing. There's still more people moving here than there are places to house them in. And uh, especially uh, the immigration has been so aggressive last year and this year. I believe they're planning to let in another 450,000 plus potential refugees from other uh, countries. And that creates tremendous pressures on the, the, the real estate stock that's out there. There's just simply not enough houses and condos to, to put them all in. So that's something to consider. We're still pretty healthy. The economy's decent. There's a lot of high-paying jobs in Toronto and Mississauga and other areas. 
in all sorts of industries. So let's not get too doom and gloomy here. Uh, yes, this is a challenge that real estate is going through. But I think overall, uh, when you take the long-term view, we're going to be okay. There could be a little bit of a shakeout over the next year or two. But I think long-term, especially if you're a buyer and you're planning on moving into a place and staying there for seven or eight or 10 years, you know, today might not be such a bad time to buy. Uh, the bidding wars are pretty much gone unless they've been engineered. And by that, I mean, you know, some realtors will deliberately underprice a property to get a bidding war. But for fairly priced properties, the chances are you're not going to be up in a bidding war. And as long as you can qualify for that mortgage, it may be a good time to get into the market. So we'll see what happens as things go forward in 2023. I wish you all the best. Thank you for returning to my channel or thank you for visiting it. And have a wonderful day and we'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.